welcome to a new podcast where we're breaking through and breaking it down with a new girl, your host, Dawn Piercy. Welcome to a new podcast. My name is Dawn Piercy. I am your host. Today, I have brought you Bernard Robichaud. He's also known to his fans worldwide as Cyrus off the Trailer Park Boys. How are you? It's great to have you on a new podcast. I I, I can't say I'm not a fan. I am. Okay. I've seen it. <laughs> okay. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Uh, thank you for uh, thinking of me and having me on. That's Absol- uh, very kind. Absolutely. Now, I know you got your start off as a model, okay? Yeah. And, and Done you- your homework. Yeah, you went to, you know, you were in Canada, Toronto, you seen an agent, and he was like, hey, I don't think this is for you anymore. Try acting. How how did that happen? How did that clash? Because that's something that a lot of people would run from in this business. And that's something you didn't run from. And because you didn't run, you're successful. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, little um, things that kind of happened along that way. I thought that agent was crazy initially Mm -hmm. i mean my response to her was you know yeah me and 35 other million people that in california that want to be an actor right you know really that was my retort so i really wasn't sold on it Mm -hmm. um I guess because I hadn't gone to university right out of high school, there was always that intrigue. But the reason I would have gone to high uh, to university right away would have been just to play basketball. Right. And I was already playing at a level higher than what I thought would have been. Mm-hmm. You know, you only get better when you play with people that are better than you are. And I didn't see going to university at that time as making me a better basketball player right and back then you didn't really need a college education to to make a living so that being said i uh for i i didn't go to university right away i did some did some traveling um and that agent really kind of just put you know the bug in my ear and it wasn't until I, I, I didn't have a really great childhood. Mm-hmm. And I think like in my early 20s, um, I started to rebel a little bit on the weekends when I had maybe too much to drink. <laughs> and um, and I, a friend of mine said that I needed to find an outlet to express myself or I was going to end up in trouble. Mm-hmm. And after one evening, uh, one particular weekend, I, um, after a, a bar brawl, I could see how that was going to happen. Right. And I applied to university to theater school as a mature student and was accepted nice even though even though the even though the, at the time the uh when i auditioned for theater school i was told by the head of the department that i had some raw talent and but i'd never be an actor 
which really just kind of irked me. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think as an athlete, you're always looking for an edge or a way to be get better. Mm-hmm. So his kind of, you know, you'll never do it kind of thing. Yeah, it didn't really, it didn't really sit well with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that that's how that's really how it happened. Nice. Uh, I kind of I, I lucked out, um, and after that, you know, my voice coach uh, in first year university thought I was being um, thought that this particular head of the department mm-hmm. should have I should have put me in third year university theater and not first. And she convinced me to stay in the, um, stay in first year Mm -hmm. until, uh, until I had to, until they were forcing me to pay for it and, and then, and then leave, which didn't really happen until I was almost the year was up. (laughs) And, uh, uh, I wrote my finals, and, and they, in order to get my marks, they they wanted me to pay for the entire year, and and she got me a job at the Equity Theater House in town. Nice. And, and uh, I left uh, first year. I started working at the Equity Theater House mm-hmm. as uh, pretty much um, doing anything, reading for the Equity actors that came in. Uh, uh, building stage props, lighting, okay. everything, and, and and got paid for it at the same time. Yeah, that would be nice. I, I didn't get paid for doing that. No, no, a lot of people <laughs> don't. I. But it was fun. I was I very lucky. Theater, I, so. I, I, you know, like I said, I was very lucky. You yeah. know that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no question about like that. Absolutely. I had some people that kind of saw something in me, I guess, and uh, they took me under my under their wing and. That's good. I'm yeah. glad they did. Made a, made a difference in, in yeah. 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 Now I know from my research that you can you have an uncanny ability to be able to dramatically switch from being a bad boy like Cyrus of Trailer Park Boys to a very uh, well put together gentleman in other movies. And how you know for you, is it, um, I, I know sometimes, you know, a, a lot of people, like you, you were alongside Kathy Bates, okay, and James Kahn, and your late friend Corey Haim, uh, God bless his soul, rest in peace, and yes. um, I actually got to meet him in 2009 at the um, Whorehound Convention in Indianapolis, right. but what has been your favorite actor to work with and, and why? And, and being able to switch from role to role. You know, I, I don't know that I have a favorite actor that I've worked with. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I've learned something from everyone that I've worked with that's been open enough to um, you know the, the the greats like Kathy and and you know they just they just give so much that it's easy uh, to work with. Right. Uh, so uh, you know as long as you're listening, 
uh, you should be able to reply. I've just always kind of put it in those terms. I didn't really, never really looked at it as anything more than that. So uh, I've always looked at every opportunity as just um, a, a blessing, <laughs> really. I haven't looked at it as like other my favorite in any way. Corey and I, Corey was a great guy, and mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I think uh, like to think that uh, he kind of looked at me like a like a big brother, I guess, when we were working together. Um, I didn't look at him any differently than anybody else. I didn't put any kind of like, oh, you did this and you did that or any of that. I didn't. I don't. I never. Look, you know, you hear so many things just in general in everyday life, mm -hmm. you know, about who this person is and who that person is. I, I never really looked at anybody by what somebody else said they did or what they've done in the past. Right. I always just looked at people for how they've treated me and that's it. Amen. So, yeah. Um there's nothing more to it than that. Um, Kathy Bates, uh, you know, and, and that you know, most people just. I, I auditioned for Kathy mm -hmm. um, for that movie, and uh, you know, she just treated me like we had known each other for you know the last 15 years or so. So. I don't know. I don't know if it's something I do or how I greet people. Um, uh, my wife says I'm a pretty easy going, good, uh, good guy. So I like to think that other people pick up on that vibe, and um, yeah. maybe that's just the easy way of going from the bad boy Cyrus characters mm -hmm. that I traditionally play to somebody that's you know not well and those and those parts i think you can probably count on one hand that i've mm -hmm. i've traditionally gotten the bad boy roles mm -hmm. uh, i'm not not sure why i, I guess uh probably uh, i i think people in general I've always kind of looked at me as a tough guy just by before they even uh, before I even say hi. Mm -hmm. So I think for some way, some reason, whether it's the way I carry myself or whatever the case might be, I, I think that's probably why I get those roles. <laughs> I, I don't know. I interview a lot of bad guys. Don't worry. I've, I've interviewed uh, and you're a great. I, I love your versatility and being able to go back and forth because I know some people that only play bad guys or some people that only play good guys. And, right. and I love the, the versatility of being able to go back and forth because the character, you know, is deeper. You're connecting, you know, deeper on a deeper yeah. level. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, think it's, I, th I always think it's interesting, too, that when people do meet me, they, <laughs> they say, you're, you're nothing like that guy on TV, you know? And so that, to me, makes me feel that I'm actually doing my job. It's a, it's a bit flattering, I guess. And you're good at what you do. So there you go. 
that, well, thank that's, you, that's a good combination. Absolutely. I appreciate that. That's very good. You're welcome. Now, is there anything um, that you're working on behind the scenes? What do you have coming out this year? If you have anything coming up uh, that we can catch you in. Yeah, I'm going to do the Hamilton Comic Con. That's the okay. first uh, thing I'm doing in October. I, I had a couple of things, projects on um, that are kind of waiting for funding. Uh, uh, TV series in Virginia called um, uh, Visions of Rock, and it's based on the true story of a, a house band that made it big. Okay. Um, so I would play the band manager when when this comes, when it you know uh, when they get their funding. Um, another uh, film that just got put off till uh, spring of nineteen now, uh, called To Avenge, and it's it's a thriller that's um, pretty poignant. Now it's based. Mm -hmm kind of lo loosely on the me too movement okay so, okay. Um, uh, so I, I think that you know this the the plot with that will i think that'll be it's a great it's a great read so um looking forward to uh looking forward to that i play um billionaire bad guy i guess he's <laughs> <laughs> like a little bit different than Cyrus, just with more money. Um, and um, yeah, so there's the, those 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 three things for sure. Are what's going on? I just moved out to California recently, so um, okay. Um, so and my management out here is uh, working hard right now to uh, uh, working hard to get me an American agent. Um, so. Uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll see what happens in the future as far as uh, more auditions this way. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, you know, I still have my agents in Canada, so um, you know, when I and I audition, you know, a fair bit. Mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll see. There you, know, you so, go. There you go. Yeah. Now I usually post that stuff whenever it happens. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, not an A-lister, uh, so I don't. Uh, they're not. It's, it's not. It's not happening all the time, unfortunately. <laughs> you got to tell us about your comedy. You know, uh, I, my hats off to uh, guys that can get up on stage uh, five, seven nights a week and and uh, you know make people laugh or attempt to make people laugh. I guess it really sometimes for my experience it really depends on uh it really depends on your iq level i think and uh and the night you know one night everybody's laughing at the joke the next night nobody's laughing at the joke same joke delivered the same way so i've always found comedy uh yeah Quirky. extraordinarily <laughs> difficult yeah I've never really understood the puppy dog look, even though I, you know, get it. I'm just, I sometimes have walked off stage myself uh, after doing comedy. Uh -huh. uh, I'm pretty sure looking in the mirror myself, giving myself the puppy dog look. <laughs> like, <laughs> why did you do that? Yeah, no, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
you know, my comedy was uh, based for about six years. I did uh, nothing but uh, Cyrus, really. Uh, everything we wrote mm -hmm. for the was for, uh, based around the character in the show. Okay. We developed it to some degree so that we wouldn't have, uh, um, if I wanted to move on, I could transition out of it. A lot of it was real life stuff, but kind of twisted a little bit mm -hmm. for Cyrus. Okay. So it was easy to kind of change it around so that it was me. As a matter of fact, to be honest with you, it was easier to memorize and get to know the jokes and how things worked once I did take out all the Cyrus stuff and just make it me. It yeah. wasn't so it wasn't so um, cartoon esque. Okay, I guess it is a good way to put it. At least it's a good way to put it for me. Um, I didn't really feel real up there. Yeah. as that character i always felt real in front of a camera when i was playing the character because mm -hmm. you know you're surrounded by other people that are you know part of the trailer park i guess right uh but when you're up there on stage by yourself and people are hiring you to play that guy and you're not really that guy and you're trying to you're making up stuff you know it's like right. a one-man show in a in a sense it's um it's almost a theatrical piece more so than stand-up comedy, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I got really tired of doing it that way. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't find it that fun. And, you know, you know, living out of a suitcase and traveling from, you know, sometimes an hour to four hours or five hours or nine hours, you know, to right. get to some place. Uh, you know, to be honest, I could have just gone to all those places. Mm -hmm hung out with the people, signed a few autographs, and had a few beer with them, and they would have been just as happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I'm not sure what will happen with the comedy. I, um, I, I'm not really, you know, I'd rather play the parts mm -hmm. uh, with something that somebody else wrote than to be up on stage and living that kind of life, if that makes sense. It does. It does make sense. It's yeah. Hard, it's a hard life and very wearing. And Yeah. I just, you know, maybe if I was in my early 20s again, mm -hmm. and maybe it would be different. But I'm not really sure that I was ever that guy that really liked to live out of his suitcase. I love to do the, th I love acting. I, I love doing what I do and I love creating that character and, um, and making those words my own and, and uh, putting some of myself into those characters. But I'm not really big on going up on stage and um, trying to make people laugh to make them happy. Uh, you know, really happiness is a frame of mind it's not necessarily some guy sitting up on stage trying to make you feel good for an hour like a quick to fix. take your mind. Yeah, a quick fix to take your <laughs> mind off stuff. I say sometimes it's about cheaper to stay home and smoke a joint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> okay, today, 
I announced that I was interviewing you because I, I wanted to kind of hype up the interview before it comes out. I'm like, you know, who's a fan of Trailer Park Boys and Cyrus and all that kind of stuff. I have some people that want some questions for you, okay? Some of yeah, our sure. audience, of okay. your fans. Jenny Sterling Smith Massoff, which I actually went to high school with, she wants to know if you're really drinking Crown on set. I never drank anything on set. That was Julian. Uh -huh. and it was rum and coke, Jenny. <laughs> okay. Now and <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that Julian himself drinks rum and coke. Uh, you know, uh, from you know, maybe he does now. I don't know because I'm sure so many people that <laughs> given it to him that he, uh, over the years that he maybe he's become a rum and coke drinker, but. I don't know initially when we first started the show that he was a rum and coke drinker. So, I like my red wine, Jenny. I, you know, when I'm sitting at home, I like a glass of red wine or a nice cold <laughs> beer on a hot day. Now, Kenny Pote Jr. wants to know, what was it like to work with Edge on Haven? Oh, you know, really nice guy. Yeah, uh, I know we follow each other on Twitter. I haven't spoken to him in <laughs> probably a year or more. Uh, I know he lives out west here somewhere, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, he's uh, just a very nice, giving guy. There's, there's another typical example of a guy that plays the bad guy inside a ring, but, you know, to sit down and, and talk with him, mm -hmm. he's, just, he's just a pretty solid, down-to-earth guy. Yeah, nice. really liked really liked hanging out uh, on set with him, and uh, uh, yeah, just uh, just shooting the uh, breeze. <laughs> there you go, shooting yeah. the breeze. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, for our listeners and your fans that want to follow and keep up with what you've got going on, now for those that are watching here on the platform, just go right here on bernard's bio page and click his social media links they're right there for you to be able to follow and keep up with what he's got going on for our listeners can you tell us where they can follow you at yeah sure yeah, yeah. instagram is uh, bernard Show at bernie Robichaud on twitter and there's look if you can't find me on facebook you weren't looking <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm going to have to find you on Facebook. So. Yeah, no, I'm definitely on Facebook under, you know, Bernard Robichaud. Uh, you know, there's, there's, been, I think that there's still some stuff that's still there mm -hmm. as Cyrus, but I, I don't really do a whole lot with those Cyrus pages. I tend to stick to the Bernard Robichaud stuff just okay. because to brand myself. Right. But, you know, I do, I do answer as many of my emails regardless of the platform. Um, because I've always really never really felt of myself as anybody different than whoever's writing me. I always felt kind of humbled by the fact that people have taken the time out of their day to write me, uh, write me something. And, uh, so yeah, I do get the, I do get my fair share of, you know, um, Cyrusisms. Uh, I don't really respond to those, to be honest with you. Uh, I've heard the lines a million times. Um, but, you know, the, the people that are genuine and, uh, uh, yeah, 
no, I I do that myself. So nice. nice. If you're interested, uh, don't don't hesitate. I I may not answer right away, but when I I, I but I do try to answer with, in a timely fashion. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. Now I want to I want to thank you for taking the time to be a new guest. Uh, here on a new podcast do you have any closing statements that you'd like to leave your fans and our listeners with gee i never really thought about that don you know really i i uh just don't be a fool and stay in school <laughs> right education is important it is. you know don't don't be don't be a cyrus <laughs> You know, oh. stuff like that, you know, is always kind of pointed, I think. You know? <laughs> Don't go down that road if you can avoid it. You right, know? right, right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I don't. You know, I, I'm grateful that people uh, have tuned in and uh, that you've uh, you've considered me to to have on the, your podcast. So that's oh, absolutely, that's, absolutely. Yeah. I, I know so many people that watch. You know what you're in. And I watch what you're in too. And, and, you know, and, and I just happened to see you on TV. Like, I think it was the night before you, you know, you started following me on Twitter and I was like, Oh my gosh, I got to have him on my show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No, yeah. I, yeah. Well, it's my pleasure. I, I really appreciate it. And for our listeners, thank you for tuning in to this episode of a new podcast. This has been Don Piercy, your host. Bernard Robichaud signing off. Until next time, it's been great.